Welcome to the Demon Trash Podcast. We've got a full fucking house. Um, it's me, Carol. And then, um, it's, <laughs> you're just like, uh, this person it's me it's avery thank thanks. you Fine. thanks carol and thanks. across from us is Ka-ka! <laughs> um guys welcome thank you so much for being here it's uh been a long week <laughs> uh but we're here and we're happy to be here uh we're gonna dive into the right what <laughs> We're going to dive into the right things, apparently. That's what my brain's <laughs> saying. We're going to dive into the first thing that we always do, which is our Demon Trash Moment. You're showing off. I hate you. <laughs> She's been doing cardio. <laughs> um, speaking of cardio, uh, my Demon Trash Moment surrounds the gym. Wow. Never thought and, those two things could... could uh, could be intertwined but they All can my demon trash moments happen in the gym are you kidding me just kidding oh, wow <laughs> and that's self-hatred guys uh <laughs> so um it came to my attention that when we were at the gym yesterday right yeah we were at the gym yesterday avery saw a man uh Correct. checking out my ass mm-hmm. at the gym and um and when she told me you know was he well was he being gratuitous like was it like it was definitely like a longer stare for sure i mean like you walking from like one point to another it wasn't it was like definitely more than like five seconds and you said he did like an eyebrow thing he just was just like watching you know like intently and like i saw him like i saw him do it and i was like I don't know if I need to like defend her honor or just be like proud. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, so she tells me this, and you know, I feel like the usual reaction is just like, "Oh, what a pig," or you know what I mean. But I was like, "Fuck yeah, I've just been objectified." <laughs> like, I was stoked. I was objectified, and like any feminist listening to this is just going to be like, "You're part of the problem." But honestly, like. I think women like being objectified. Like, well, it's in a way, it's like a in compliment. some ways, in some ways, I that was wrong. In some no. ways, they like to be objectified. Like, let's just say consensual, consensual objectification. Like, if he catcalled me, that's a different thing. God, being catcalled is the worst. Yeah, but like, I was stoked to hear that that I had been objectified, and yeah, I feel. I feel good about it, you know? And I feel like a lot of people are like, that's bad, but whatever. I had caught him, like, doing it, too, because we met eyes, like, after, like, <laughs> he was done. Like, we met eyes, because so, I was, like, looking at him, like, watching him check you out. And we met eyes, and then I would just, like, immediately just, like, look down and was, like, <laughs> <laughs> and, like, laughed, because it's, like, I totally caught you, dude. So, yeah, I, I, like, I liked being objectified. It was great. <laughs> and I feel... I just drooled a little bit. <laughs> on that note, moving on. <laughs> okay. My demon trash moment. Okay. Um, so this week, well, actually last weekend, I took a road trip. Sorry, I just burned the fuck out of my face. With <laughs> Sorry. 
Um, I went to San Diego. So I flew to San Diego because if you guys have been listening, my car got fucked up the butt. And uh, (laughs) (laughs) okay. So I needed a new car. So there was a free car for me in San Diego that was like my grandma's old car. So I flew to San Diego for $15. What a steal. That's the tea, sis. (laughs) Uh, And to go pick it up. But while I was in San Diego. You mean all of California? In California. I went to a dispensary. And it was beautiful. Like it was, I was like, why can't everything be this civilized? Like, Did you feel like an adult? I felt very like mature. I felt I was just like, why, why, why is this just not legal everywhere? Like, why do people have to do these like back alley deals for drugs? Back alley. <laughs> and that's how you know she doesn't buy weed, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so you can rest easy, Uncle Gary. If the feds are listening, I don't buy weed. <laughs> yeah. Connie, my FBI agent, is pleased to hear. <laughs> pleased to hear this. Um, but while I was in California, I did buy weed because it was totally legal there, and yeah. like they had like so much stuff. Like they had the pl- you had plants, you had like joints, you had just uh, like THC creams. They had like they had like soda, like soda THC soda edibles that you. Why could are you drink. saying? Are you saying she's saying soda weird? Soda. Soda, soda, like you're Minnesota. <laughs> like you're saying like soda, that. and like, and then, but they also had gummies, and that's what I got. So yeah. I took those, and like, I am. What were not, they shaped like? We got the peach flavor, so they look like they look like little peaches. They look like like the peach candy that you get. That's cute. That you can get, um, but they were like pretty good. <laughs> but the thing was, like, I am not like I was like. The package says, like, only take, like, 10 milligrams, which is one, like, gummy. Yeah. Like, per person. But I was, like, I got some misinformation from somebody. <laughs> and luckily, I, I didn't trust that misinformation completely. I wish you would have asked me. I wish you would have asked me. Because what you, re- the information you received is actual blasphemy. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, it makes me question this person's <laughs> entire existence. <laughs> But uh, I didn't listen, but, like, I had taken some and then, like, waited for an hour. And then I was, like, first I only took one. And I was, like, I don't feel anything. And I did the dumb thing that everyone does when they're, like, I don't feel anything. They took more. (laughs) (laughs) I took took another one. And I was, like, all right, I'll just wait. You know, I'm sure it's, like, only a few minutes. So we went to the beach and, like, we're just, like, waiting and waiting, you know, for, like, to kick in and stuff. And... It didn't kick in until we were sitting down at a restaurant just like next to like this like family restaurant and there was like a couple like no there were three couples and all their kids together sitting at this table. They were like talking about how like dogs are more work than children and like (laughs) and like their kid like in front of their kid. Yes. And then like their like kid was like throwing up in the bathroom and like like uh, the waiter came out and like told one mom and then like five minutes later the other parents were like what he's throwing up i'm like what is wrong with you (laughs) like they were like like the worst like to be around so Mm -hmm. it was like very stressful and then like my friend who was with me who had never (laughs) done like edibles or smoked weed before like her eyes were so red so i was like we are so sus right now like (laughs) everyone knows so i was like really paranoid but like 
I was still having fun and I almost like peed myself at the restaurant from laughing because like, you know, when you drink you just and then you laugh now, and like, then you're like choking and then you're like trying not to make a scene, but you're choking. So you're like coughing like so loud. I, I, <laughs> I was like, I'm about to cry. I'm seeing this whole situation in my head and you just probably look like two fucking stoner idiots. No, we just definitely like look like laughing. idiots. Like, you know how like when the, the the waiter comes and is like, I'm having like PTSD from this in <laughs> <And>, like... <laughs> um the waiter comes around and is like how's the food and you're just like you're, you're kind of like eating you're eating but then you're like i was like don't be sus and i was like good <laughs> i don't even think i said the d i was just like it's good don't be sus don't be sus don't be sus good. <laughs> i was so sus <laughs> so sus don't be so sus. high dude, i so like that's sus. a meme right there don't be sus don't be sus, don't be sus. <laughs> how's the food good, <laughs> good. <laughs> like literally came out like that. what is <laughs> just like oh my fucking oh my god what did the way to do what did the way to like gray like he could tell like he fucking well, I mean, it's California. I feel like he, like, deals with this shit. Yeah, I feel time. like I'm like, we're not, like, this is not the only time. Like, people, like, people can just walk in the store and even phase him. It's just to me, to me, that's hilarious. It was probably just funny because they're, like, <laughs> because, like, we're being super, like, sus, like, for no reason. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We're like, don't be chill, be chill, be chill. <laughs> but there's, like, no need because, like, it's legal there. So they're just, like, you're fine. Oh, my God. Be cool, be cool, be cool. I think I was just really anxious because of those awful, like, people and all their, like, blonde kids were, like, right there. <laughs> all their Aryan race children. No, this kid had, like, you know, like, the blonde hair that's almost white? He yeah. had that kind of blonde hair. Like, how does that even exist? So they were everything Hitler would have wanted? <laughs> Dude, that was, like, and more. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, that, ha- that that blonde hair that's just, like, it's, like, platinum blonde. I'm, like... Yeah, my older brother used to have hair like that. I don't even when know. When he was young. I mean, the kid's name was, like, Mason. Ugh. You know what I mean? Like... Probably spelled, like, M-A-I-S-O. <laughs> Dude. But, yeah, so, like, way too high. <coughs> off <coughs> edibles <coughs> in California. And then, like, the shit... The crappy thing was that I had to leave in, like, an hour... And we had like so much more, but we had to throw them away because I was like, I'm not crossing straight state lines with this. So we like threw them away because that's so terrible. The other person with me did not want to take any more. And I was like, given them to somebody like Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, I know. But I didn't want to. I don't know. Well, I think, you know, hey, listen, I think it happens to everybody who goes to California for the first time and just, you know, lives in lives in the splendor of it all. Mm-hmm. I'm really just, you know. I wish I, you were with me. I wanted to go so had, bad. Like, I was telling you, time. I was like, dude, if if I would have gone, it would have been, we would have been KO'd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> KO'd. <laughs> I, I have a list of places I want to go, a list of things I want to try and have. Big baller. Mm-hmm. Would have been so fun, but sucks not in the cards but we can always go again for 100 dollars 100 
Sweet. Well, hey, those are Demon Trash moments. Guys, let us know. Did you give in to temptation? Did you give in to sin? Did you do something just to tell a, one of, tell a funny story about something you did? Let us know. Send it over. And you can learn how in the break. So listen or I'll kill you. That's a, that's a movie about friendship. Aria? No, it's about friendship. It's about friendship. Okay, what about the one that's on Netflix and it has, um, uh, what's her name? The girl who plays Arya Stark. And she is like dying because oh, she has cancer. I didn't and <laughs> she gets a friend and he's her friend until she dies. So, a movie about friendship. Not romantic. That's Just friends. That's the team. Oh, yeah, it's the guy from um, End of the Fucking World or something. Yeah. Like that. Mm-hmm. And it's the so guy from. There are the lots world. of movies about friendship, and you're wrong. And honestly, that's where that ends, guys. You're probably demon like trash. Up? Like up. <laughs> yes, it is. Up is about friendship. It's about a friendship between an old man and a young boy. <laughs> yeah. In a, the house with balloons is just an <coughs> accessory. Like everything around that is just like it's the, just the true heart of the story is is about the friendship. friendship. No, it, they have other interests. Like, it, they're lonely men. So what else is in that movie? <laughs> they well, fly planes together! To develop the script, Raven. Like, calm down. We're in early stages. <laughs> Jesus. We're in early pre-production. Not everything has to end up with sex. Jesus. God damn it. It's, you know, sex. You wanted to make them gay. <laughs> Don't cut any of that out. That was all great. No, Raven. Raven. Ra- Avery, please tell him. He's going to cut it out. Like, no. Well, I want to approve the edit. <laughs> we never. <laughs> I listened to it. Oh, did you know? I didn't you know? listen to the. <laughs> not cut any of that out. But make it like shorter and more yeah. concise. More concise. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe don't wait until the last minute. <coughs> All right. Uh. Welcome. Welcome back. <laughs> yeah, redo that, please. Uh, no, don't burp. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you wanted me to burp again. No. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. Um guys, you're you've been back, whatever. Um you're probably demon trash if you've googled how to care. Yeah. Uh, Care about anything. Like, truly. Like, wanting to just legitimately find caring about something. Something to care about. Yeah. And, um, and because we talked about motivation last, in last week's episode, we learned that caring just caring about something is what makes you motivated for it and you know apathy is a real fucking thing with demon trash and i thought it would you know we thought it would be important to talk about so avery is gonna teach me how to care today so let's let's listen in professor avery would you uh would would you mind beginning all right little trashlings sit down for your lesson today 
Uh, so we pulled, um, we scoured the internet. You know, we do this work for you guys. So <laughs> read, go through the first page of Google. <laughs> I went to the second page for this one, you guys. I'm a real trooper. Whoa. Um, no one ever goes to the second page of anything. <laughs> Uh, we're citing two articles today. Uh, one's How to Give a Shit. Uh, it's from Medium from Rosie Laser. I can't say it. Laser Wits. Laser Wits. I don't know. We're probably and saying your name wrong. But also, you're not like a Forbes Rosie. article that says How to Make Yourself Care by Christy Hedges. Um, so we kind of like took some of their tips and we picked out the ones that we think are like. I don't know these tips. You do. A plus. So number one, find something you are motivated to do and carry through. Okay. If you aren't motivated to do anything, which is, you know, a problem because we don't care any about anything, just pick something to something. Just pick anything and do it. <laughs> what if that's binge watching something? At least, <laughs> you know, because you could apply that towards. All really right. Let's pick something subjects. productive. Right, well, let's, okay. Let's amend this. Pick something productive to do and just do it. And then when you commit to one thing and you do it, it gets easier to practice giving a shit. If you pick one, like if you can care about one thing, mm-hmm. you can compare, c- care about other stuff. Okay. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, start small. Like, don't do anything crazy. Maybe it's like, hey, I'm going to commit to washing my face every night. Or I'm going to commit to getting up at 6 a.m. And it's like, that's what you're going to do. Like... You do it, you either do it or you don't do it. Do you know what I mean? Okay, yeah. And then later, if you realize down the line that you don't care about what you decided to do, at least you figured out what you don't care about. And then it's easier to figure out what you do care about. Right, okay. So that's the first one. All right. Second, don't wait for positive feelings. So if you have a lot of negative feelings, um, instead of like just being sunken in the negative feelings, Mm -hmm. like just try moving away from them, like take deep breaths, feel the negative emotions, but try not to banish them, then take action. Like basically it's like, don't wait for everything to be good and okay before you do anything. Because I feel like, like sometimes we get stuck in these really bad, sad moods. And we're right. like, I'll go to the gym when I feel better. Like, not like I'm sick, but like, oh. like I'm depressed. I don't want to do anything. But like, if you wait around for everything to be good or perfect, you'll be waiting around forever. Like, if you have a, like, if you're waiting um, for enough confidence to ask someone out is like the example that they use, like, you're never going to do it. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I get it. So, like, even if you've had a really stressful day at work and you're, like, super tired, you should still just go to the gym. Mm-hmm. Just Art. because you're, if that's what you're committing to caring about. Yeah. But, like, d- like basically don't let, don't get stuck in your feelings where you don't, like, want to do anything about Well, yeah. About no, it. I, okay. I get, I do that all the time. I'm just like, ugh, what a long day at work. And then I just wallow in that and I go to bed unhappy. Yeah. Exactly. Oh. I think... Wait, so you're saying I can turn that off? It's not necessarily turning it off. It's stepping away from it. It's like the, there's still... Those negative emotions are still going to exist. But you can still, like, go do something else. 
<laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, you don't have to be stuck in, like, really sad, cloudy, bad feelings. Do you know what I mean? Because when you're in, like, in a de- depressive, like, circle, you know, like, cycle, like, you don't care about anything and, like, you, like, are waiting to feel good. Mm-hmm to like go do stuff and like go outside you know it's kind of funny hearing this out loud because you know it seems so obvious Mm -hmm. but truly i look at people who are able to do that stuff and like separate themselves like that and i see like you know the people out there the people that like we talk about all the time that like in our eyes look perfect that are not demon trash Mm -hmm. you know what i'm trying to say and you're just like, how do I end up like them? Like, how do they get all of this done in one day? How, where right. did they, where, what kind of time are they doing? And it's like, it makes sense. It makes, it's so obvious and it's stupid to say out loud, I feel like. Yeah. But I feel like it's important for us to talk it out mm-hmm. because we know that, but it's important to hear it. So. Mm-hmm. Taking conscious steps. Like, it's like, how do they have time to fucking work out, cook a meal? go to work i literally said this i was like i want to know how people in production manage cooking time (laughs) because i i legit i'm like what i can't even tell you when i would have had time to make a goddamn meal today Mm -hmm. i i don't i truly don't know they must people i think people out there really honestly are fine with less sleep they just get to a point where they're like well i'm gonna sacrifice some sleep but i don't feel anything because i'm numb inside i don't know i don't get it like not just people just, in production but like yeah. you know people are in, they like just plan ahead and are like well i'm gonna like meal prep yeah but like you get what i mean though <laughs> go ahead <laughs> next one develop a routine 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 so you use your routine as like kind of like a backup plan because like when you don't feel motivated it can be overwhelming to figure out what to do next and then you just like quit because you're just like overwhelmed and you're just like, nah, like I'm not going to do anything. I feel like with a root when you're building a routine, though, like I know for me, like whenever I make a routine, I list out about 30 things I want to include. I always start off way too much and I overwhelm myself. I mentioned that in to do list in the previous episode. And so I feel like if you're going to make a routine, you have to start out with it like maybe like max three things and put build from there. Yeah, because I feel like. Like, if my routine, like, if I was, like, my, my night routine is showering, washing my face, uh, fucking brushing my teeth, um, like, stretching, uh, meditation, read a book. Like, I, I used to put all of that in my night routine, and I'm like, that is way too <laughs> That's too much. much. That's way too fucking much. <laughs> so, start small, for sure. I you know it's Cho- funny choose one thing no literally that you can this make week, routine literally this week when I was driving building. to work I was yeah. like I want to solidify like a good night routine and a good morning routine mm-hmm. I really do no I agree I was like dude if I could establish like a good morning routine like I feel like my life would be so much better like if I could like be like I'm gonna wake up an hour before I have to go to work I'm gonna like wash my face do a little bit of makeup, eat breakfast. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like my life would be so much better. Like have a cup of tea. It made me think like, um, it made me think about like what Jonathan Van Ness from Queer Eye says. He's like, you're just taking those little moments for self-care. You do those moments for you. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow. 
it's supposed to be for me. Yeah. Yeah. But what so, I usually do is just roll out of bed and yeah, go. <laughs> fucking self-sabotage. I mean, sabotage. There's like one, there. there's like routines that like I always do. And mm-hmm. that's my skincare routine. Like, yeah. Because you can't, I can't have bad skin. <laughs> gotcha. All right. <laughs> um. So yeah, if you have an established routine, you don't have to like think about it. And you basically you just go into like autopilot you know what i mean you're like no decisions you have to make it's just following the steps of your routine right okay because like i don't know when i like every night like sometimes like i don't want to wash my face and like do all this stuff and like seven layers of creams and whatever <laughs> but it's like no just do it go into autopilot and it's like it's fine do yeah you know what i mean like i'm mm-hmm. used to it by now like i've established this routine so it's not difficult for me to do right anymore but at first it was like oh my god this is so much yeah i mean i think honestly that's the secret to caring is just going into autopilot or no it's it's the secret to accomplishing something Mm -hmm. um is just going into autopilot i have a whole thought process on this but i'll let you continue with your steps (laughs) all right uh number four hang around enthusiasts like, that was a that was a point in last week's episode. Yeah, I think I mean in general, I feel like if you want to have better outcomes and like care about stuff, I think it's just good to be around positive, motivating people. Right. Like people who like are accomplishing things, who people who care, being around other people who care about stuff. Mm-hmm. Because like in a way like that energy like yes, you feed off of it, but like it like surrounds you and you, I think it moves you in a positive direction as well. At least it does for me because like when other people are accomplishing things and maybe this is just like jealousy, like I want to accomplish things too because it's like, I don't want to be the like lame, but like, well, I think, you know, that's I the th- bad. I think it comes the, from like, well, if pride. it's, if it's a, it can start out as envy, but if you switch your perspective to make it more like motivation. Exactly. Yeah. Flip that. Flip the flip on envy, <laughs> and I'm like, does that mean for like energy vampires? But I was like, no. I think there's just like a difference between just surrounding yourself with good people and like feeding off of, you know, feeding off of people. Oh yeah, no, no, no. I, I yeah, like 100%. if you're there draining their good vibes, like that's not good. But if right, you're right. there, like just like absorbing their vibes and like also bringing good vibes out. Using mm-hmm. it to like bring good vibes out of you, I feel like that's great. No, absolutely, one hundred percent, killing it. Next, um, <laughs> next one. So this is from the Forbes. This next. is from the Forbes one. Um, it's from a uh, like an uh, author who wrote uh, "Drive: The Surprising Truth About What Motivates Us." So basically, they're saying if you're feeling uninspired, you can perform a autonomy audit. So, like, on a scale from 1 to 10, rate how much control you have over the following four areas of your life. The first one is how you spend your day. Uh, the well, sec- you're supposed to rate that on a 10? Yeah. S- scale of 10, 1 to 10? Mm-hmm. Figuring okay. out how much control you have of the- over these areas in your life. So, like, how you spend your time in your day. Uh, two, the people you spend your time with. Your team. <laughs> <laughs> three your main responsibilities and four the strategies you use to fulfill them like your techniques mm. so the reason you do that is because the more autonomy you have of your life the more engaged you are and then 
if you do one of these audits and you're like, well, actually, I don't have that much control, like, you should push yourself to take, like, small incremental steps to improve the control that you have in your life. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I think if you feel like you're not in control of your life, you kind of go into that. um, The negative space. The negative space because you're like, all this stuff is happening to me. And then you get apathetic because you feel like you have no control. Well, yeah, it's like, uh, well, it's it's I can definitely relate to it in the way of like when I work a lot and I'm very tired and I feel like I can't spend any of my free time on working on like solo projects because I'm just so tired from working so much. Mm -hmm. So then, yeah, it's like, that's where I for sure I get apathetic. Mm -hmm. So it's a matter of just taking back that control. Just going to autopilot, I suppose. I mean, yeah, but like realizing like, hey, like actually I'm, I know I'm tired, but it's like maybe I could write like something. I could like probably a page write or something. something. Yeah, you know, pushing, pushing through it for the stuff that you care about. Pushing through, yeah. <laughs> it's hard. And hard to do. That was. That's about it. Like I think demon trash can spiral and think like life is out of their control. So I think you get very ap- apathetic because you like don't believe there's anything that you can do to change how the universe is treating you right and it's just like when you realize like yes there are things that you, outside of your realm of control but you do have choices and a choice in your life like then you realize hey i can care about stuff because i'm not just a i'm not a victim of circumstances in the universe like saying how this is my life is going to be i control my life yeah you know what i mean mm-hmm. like don't be a victim to the universe like forge your own path like you're capable like you can control how you react to bad circumstances you can choose how to make better decisions regarding your health your career and your relationships demon trash make bad decisions for funsies but don't become a little trashling that becomes a victim to your own choices yeah sometimes it's a fun choice sometimes it's a little naughty but if you start to you know feel the ramifications from that that's when you need to turn it around Mm -hmm. so i think from like your whole thing is like i just feel like your 20s are a time where time management is the never-ending joke like it's tough to find time to care about anything else in the perpetual cycle of like eat work and sleep and i just really i feel like what you're saying it really comes down to not putting any pressure on yourself um to care and do things because you just you just simply like care about it mm-hmm. and so for example like if i'm focusing on how exhausted i am or on how unhealthy i am or on how i didn't accomplish what i was hoping then it's easy to focus on the negativity and get into another cycle of just giving up because you don't have like the mental capacity to care in your day-to-day schedule yeah and then you get overwhelmed and then you don't right. care anymore because you're like i whatever right <laughs> this is my life now <laughs> yeah and then, <laughs> and then so, you're apathetic and then you're just like i don't care anymore because it's just, it's too much for me to care which has been a problem for me for a very long time and and something that i've really actively tried and i've said it over and over and over and over was just learning to shift my perspective which has truly changed my life in such a short amount of time and like 
even in the last week, uh, I've learned extremely valuable lessons and seen the results of what, like, seeing the results so quickly has has had me shooketh, you know, because it's like good things come your way when you focus and when you ask for them and when you just you have to shift your perspective you can like one thing that I'm really trying not to do is complain about work Mm -hmm. I should be grateful that I'm working yeah and and I another big lesson was learning to ask for things asking for help asking for whatever because I just feel like when you live in a really positive space and like I feel like people like when they hear this they're like oh god but like honestly guys for real like here's an example like I literally just bought a car I never thought I could afford mm-hmm. I just bought a brand new fucking car um and and I have a new I have a new Mac I got a new phone I've got all this stuff I'm working more than ever and life is really really good um so but all because I'd shifted to a more positive place in my mind. So now I guess I have to ask myself is do I want to get this project done? And if I truly care about it and the answer is yes, then I will do it. Mm-hmm. And like go into autopilot and and like to keep it real, I feel like we do just need to sometimes become mindless robots or else we're never going to get anything done. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I feel like I just need to become a mindless, and it sounds bad, but becoming a mindless robot makes me a crazy productive machine. And I need to stop. If it matters to me, if if this project, if whatever I'm doing, if I'm writing something and it matters to me, then obviously I will just do it. Just like how I just go to the gym. Mm-hmm. The article also mentioned something when I looked at it. It was saying, like, don't put pressure on or doubt or fear into your actions. Because if you do, then that's what keeps you at home binge-watching Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Right? But if you're, if you're putting positivity, if you're approaching things with a, yes, very simple, very simple action, just like doing it, then you know you're gonna get it done that's i guess that's the key to caring time management though is huge time management but also like i just thought about this is like taking ownership right like of like what you're doing with like what you do in your life like i feel like i'm taking responsibility of of, like what your like your work taking ownership of that like taking ownership of your health like realizing like I can steer the ship in any direction I want to. Right. You know? And I feel like when you realize that, I think it's easier to care about stuff because it's like, like, for me, like, a big cha- shift in my perspective is, like, the the choice, like, where I am now, the outcomes that I have now are a result of all my previous decisions. You yes. know what I mean? They mm-hmm. just didn't happen to me. You know what I mean? 100%. This is not the universe. This is me, like, you know, my poor health, my, like, you know, you know, okay finances, like, what I'm doing right now. Like, that's because all the decisions that I made. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not the universe. Like, it was me. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
it's uh it's it's the never but, but the-, the good thing about that is like now i know that i can make choices to make it better yes than what it is now yeah everything's a cycle so your cycle of self-destruction can end when you decide you want it to and then Mm -hmm. when you decide to start taking steps if you look at that circle when you start to make take steps towards a better you and it comes back around you're gonna have full circle moments all the time that are worth celebrating yeah we're just trying to spiral up though you know what i mean yeah i'm tired of spiraling down bro yeah we're spiraling up we're not going downward spiral or spiraling up spiraling up (laughs) that's actually good spiraling up uh but i'm about to spiral because i'm tired (laughs) so that's that's the show but we still care though oh i care i care um but i care about my sleep right now and uh, (laughs) so uh but yeah guys thank you for coming for another episode and care about shit what do you care about Mm -hmm. let us know you care about something even if it's not even like you know any big thing maybe there's a show you really like i don't know there's something that you care about and from there you can build off of of that yeah like if you like a show right and you love this show so much well what is it about the do you like the making of the show like maybe you have a future in making tv or film maybe you have a you know there's always a reason why you care about things so cool well That's how the cookie crumbles. Happy Thanksgiving. Um, Happy Thanksgiving. uh, Happy Indigenous Peoples Day. Um, The microphone's falling off, so that's a cue to end the show. So I'm going to go and, uh, you know, have fun eating. This is the week for Demon Trash because you can just be a gluttonous piece of shit. I'm just like, ooh. And it's fine. I can eat mashed potatoes. So many mashed potatoes. And we're done. Bye. Love you guys. Um, Probably, maybe, no. I, we'll have a new episode. Yeah, we'll have a new episode. Never mind. Bye. Bye.